I want him to come again tonight. Amen. I want him to take his liberty. I want him to preach what's on his heart tonight. I want to hear from God. God bless you. Amen. Preach to me. Thank you, Elder Rigdon. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. What a privilege to be in God's house one more time tonight. Amen. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Just lift up our hands together again and let's speak that precious, wonderful, matchless name of Jesus Christ. Oh, let's love Him together. Glory to the name of our God. We magnify. Oh, come on from our hearts tonight. Let it flow out. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We magnify the name of our God. You are holy, God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Appreciate your fervency and sincerity, sensitivity in worship tonight. Amen. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. They that worship Him must worship Him, the Bible says, in spirit and truth. It's a beautiful thing when the people of God give to God what He's looking for. Amen. People that are qualified do the job. Amen. People that are qualified to worship in spirit and truth and do what they're qualified to do. Amen, amen. you got to do it in truth. It's got to be according to fact. It's got to be according to Scripture or it's not worship. It's got to be done in spirit or it's not worship. It's got to come from your heart or it's not worship. <laughs> amen, you're just making noise and going through the motions and satisfying religious obligations, but when it's spirit, and truth reminds you that's lowercase s spirit. That's the human spirit. That's human animation and passion and desire and expression. The human spirit, the human attitude, the human element. Amen. When, when you give your humanity to the Lord according to what you know about the Lord from His Word, Amen. That's what the Lord's looking for. Amen. And when you do it according to Scripture, He works according to that same Scripture. Amen. Thank you for standing tonight. First Timothy chapter 1. Can't say enough tonight how much we appreciate your faithfulness. And how much we love and appreciate Elder and Sister Riggin. These are such hospitable people. And uh, just above and beyond. And uh, we're humbled by their hospitality and generosity. Amen. You good people of God. Faithful, faithful, faithful people. Amen. Most of you in this room tonight have been here every service. There are some exceptions. And uh, But most of you have been here every service, and I'm thankful for that, thankful for that. First Timothy chapter 1, the 18th verse, Paul writes to his son in the faith, this charge 
I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. This charge I commit unto thee, Timothy. I'm charging you according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that you may buy these prophecies that have been spoken, these words that have been spoken, these promises that have been given to you by God concerning your life, concerning your place in His kingdom, concerning your role in the church. I know that Paul is writing to Timothy, but I believe that this applies to all of us. There's things that God has spoken to this church. Things that God has spoken to us individually, spoke to us collectively. Amen. Taking nothing away absolutely from the written word of God. Amen. But we've lost count how many times that through the preaching of this word, a word of prophecy, Amen, a, amen, a right word at the right time, amen, from the Lord, specific direction, encouragement, instruction, understanding, and Paul says, I'm charging you according to these things that by these things you might war a good warfare. Can you say Amen. I want to preach tonight from this subject charged according to the prophecies. Amen. Amen. Let's love the Lord together again in Jesus' name. Let's love Him. Let's worship Him. We glorify. We bless the mighty name of the Lord. Thanking you for your goodness to us tonight. Amen. Please be seated tonight. Lord bless you so very much. We understand tonight that Paul was not just taking up space. He was not just waxing eloquent, if you will. But he had a burden on his heart for Timothy. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. Timothy, my son. I've got too much invested in you. God has done too much for you. For me to just be passive. Amen. Can I just speak out of my heart tonight? God has gone too far out of His way for us to not walk in His way. God has put forth too much effort for us to be uh, lackadaisical, 
for us to just go through the motions, if you please. Just show up to church and satisfy our conscience and satisfy the demands of obligation. That is not what God is looking for. I know that all of us live life. Life happens to all living creatures. And uh, there are good days and there are bad days and there are uh, in-between so-so days. But every uh, day, regardless of what day it is or what kind of day it is, is a good day uh, to give your best to uh, the Lord. Amen. And Paul is reminding this younger minister, don't forget what God has done for you. I'm not just going to speak these words in passing. I'm not just going to be casual in my remarks, Timothy, but I'm charging you. I am giving you a mandate. That's literally what the word charge in the original language means I am giving you a mandate. This mandate, this official order and commission to do something. Don't take this for granted. Don't be casual in your approach to the kingdom of God. Not only am I giving you an official order, but I, as your apostle, as your man of God, I'm giving you the authority to carry out uh, the course uh, of action uh, as it pertains uh, to uh, the order. Hallelujah. I'm giving you uh, the authority uh, to carry out uh, the charge giving you authority to carry out uh, the course of action. I'm giving you what you need uh, to do what you have been uh, commanded uh, to do. Oh, hallelujah. It meant there is a very uh, great amount of sincerity involved in this mandate. We find the similar word. Uh, matter of fact, the same word is used in the 16th chapter of Acts. Uh, when Paul and Silas had had many stripes uh, laid upon them, they put them in prison and they charged uh, the jailer uh, to keep them safely. They gave him a mandate. Don't let down on this. It meant your uh, life uh, is at stake. It's your life for theirs. If you let them escape, it meant we're taking your life. Who, having received such a charge, such a mandate, such an official order, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in 
the stocks. Are you seeing what I'm seeing here tonight? Uh, this man was going to make sure uh, I'm taking care of this business. I'm going to extra lengths to make sure that the will of my authorities is carried out. I'm doing things that aren't really necessary, but I am going to the nth degree. It would probably be enough just to put them behind bars, but I'm going further than that. I'm going to put them in the inner prison. He meant that would surely be enough, but I'm going further than that. I'm going to lock them hand and foot. I'm going to bind them where they can't move, where they can't stand, where they can't walk. He meant I am making it impossible for them to escape. Why? Because I've been given a charge. Hallelujah again. First Timothy, the first chapter. As I besought thee, he writes to Timothy again to abide still at Ephesus when I went unto Macedonia that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. We're not messing around with the scripture. We're not just saying something because it's popular. Verse 4 of 1 Timothy 1, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith so do. Now the end of the commandment. Same word. The end of the mandate. The end of the charge. The final summation. The bottom line is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Genuine, sincere, true, blue conviction and desire for the things of God. Oh, I feel the help of the Holy Ghost on me right now. If anybody ought to be unfeigned, if anybody ought to be sincere, if anybody ought to be serious, it ought to be somebody that's been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which in times past, the apostle Peter declared, we're not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. What are you saying? I'm saying you're not what you used to be. Your present looks a lot different than your past. Oh, and if it doesn't, I've got good news for you. It can look different before this service is over. You can go home different than you came. Hallelujah. God's been real with us. Let's be real with God. God's been good to us. Let's be good to God. God's been faithful to us. Let's be faithful to God. Hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Somebody be encouraged tonight. God's been too good for me to take a service off. God's been good too good to me for me to just give a man a casual response to his presence. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Oh, 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 oh. oh, let's love the Lord together. Praise your name. Praise your name. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of our God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, amen. I feel like taking this a step further. Amen, the easiest way I know. Amen, for your present to be better than your past. Amen, is to have a fervent attitude about the presence of God that you're in right now. Faith unfeigned, genuine faith, amen, not hypocritical, amen, not just going through the motions, not easy come, easy go, but true blue, through and through, genuine, sincere, heartfelt faith, love, charity, out of a pure heart. Of a good conscience. A good conscience. Later in 1 Timothy, Paul again speaks in this same frame when he tells Timothy to not neglect the gift that's in you. Don't neglect. Amen. I know that the promises of God have a very long history here in Olathe. Uh, I'm, I'm very aware of where I am, and I, I, I'm very cognizant of what I'm feeling right now concerning the foundation of, of uh, prophetic utterances, promises of God, confirmations of His Word. Amen. But I'm telling you, if all I had to go on was what I knew about this church for the last three months, amen, I, I have a right and authority to preach what I'm preaching tonight. Amen. Some of the most uh, anointed utterances I've ever uttered anywhere have been in this revival. Amen. I'm not, I'm not magnifying myself uh, Amen. I'm ju I just know, uh, amen, what I feel uh, when I say what I've said. Amen. I, I, I know, uh, amen, that there, there's words and then there's uh, anointed words. Amen. I, I, I don't know how many times, uh, amen, that I've, uh, amen, uh, started out, uh, amen, on my sermon outline, uh, and then the Holy Ghost gets to moving, uh, and I get off my notes, and I begin to speak uh, in the Holy Ghost uh, to your family, uh, to this church assembly. 
Again, it's not about Joey Waldrop. I'm standing with the Apostle Paul. I magnify mine office. I don't believe it's because it was me. Amen. But God needed an evangelist to come. Amen. Through the true church and declare some things in the mind of God. Amen. I just happen to be a close by. I just happen to be available. Amen. It's not about me, but I'm telling you, it is about the Word of God. It is according to the prophecies which have gone forth upon you. Amen, I've come to remind you. Amen, don't just stick it in your pocket and forget about it. Amen, don't just notate it. Amen, take notes about it. But dear God in heaven, I'm charging you. Amen, the Holy Ghost is giving you a divine mandate. Amen, do right with what God has done. Don't just shout about it. Do something with it. Yes, amen, I appreciate your amens and your hand claps. Yes, I appreciate your spiritual response, amen, to the immediate word. But I'm telling you, the true effectiveness of divine utterances is not just what you do in the immediate response. It's what you do the next day. And I don't have time to go into all of this, but I was in a minister's conference several years ago. And minister delivered his burden. And I'm telling you, there, there are exceptions. But they're rare. Most every day that I pray, and this has been probably, man, I don't know. It's probably been a decade ago. That message still affects my prayer. Words that I speak, say, well, Brother Walter, it's just become part of your prayer ritual. Yeah, it has. Amen, you're exactly right. It meant but the true sign of being affected by a word of prophecy is the following lifestyle. It meant it affects how you think. It affects how you live. It affects how you pray. It affects how you respond to the presence of the Lord. Amen. Please hear me tonight. Uh, there's a difference in receiving uh, a promise uh, and collecting uh, a promise. Amen. The Word of God says to receive the engrafted Word of truth. Amen. Receive it. Amen. Let it become a part of you. 
Let it become a part of your nature. Amen. We're not. There's a, there's a difference in a branch being grafted into the trunk and a swing being hung on a limb. The swing is attached to the tree, but it's not a part of the tree. That swing will never bear fruit. It'll never bud in the springtime. It's just hanging on. It's attached to it, but it's not a part of it. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. It meant not just uh, the true church collectively, but every one of us, myself included, uh, individually. I'm afraid uh, we have too many trophy cases where we collect uh, prophecies. We collect uh, promises. We might even notate it uh, in our Bible. We might jot it down uh, to remember it. But too many times, that's as far as it goes. Every now and then, we reminisce and remember. And say, remember when God said that. Remember when that evangelist come by and reminded us. Remember what we felt. Come on, thank God for that. But I'm telling you, it's time to get the promises out of the trophy case. And get them in your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul's charge to Timothy was not to dust off the trophies. His charge to his son Timothy was not to polish the trophies. But he said, according to the prophecies that have gone on before you, I'm charging you that by those words, by those utterances, you might war a good warfare. Live according to the spoken word of God. Do something with what God has said. Simon Peter writes, For love now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. I'm reminding you, church, of the written word and the spoken word. I'm reminding you of what's been written and what's been spoken. 
Amen. I'm stirring up your pure hearts by way of remembrance. I'm stirring up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Hallelujah. Paul got on the same thought and he said again to Timothy, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee. To God tonight. Amen. He started out by saying, Amen. There are prophecies that have been spoken on you. But he said, I want you to stir up the gift of God that's in you. Amen. Are you hearing it? Uh, somehow or another, uh, Timothy uh, had enough discernment uh, and enough desire uh, and enough unction uh, and enough Holy Ghost want to. Uh, amen. To take what God put on him. Uh, amen. And let it get in him. I don't have time to write tonight to remind you of all that God has used me to speak thus far in this revival. Amen. But I hope to God it wasn't just spoken upon you. Amen. But somehow or another, amen, God put forth enough effort and we recognized this is not just a man. Amen. Or just a man of God. But this is God speaking to us through a man. It's not just on me. It's in me. It's in me. It's in me to be a worshiper. It's in me to be a soul winner. It's in me to be a prayer warrior. It's in me to give my best to God. I hasten along tonight. Again, the Apostle Peter writes, according as his divine power. We know what his power is. His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these what promises that by these promises you might be partakers of the divine nature because of what God has promised you if you'll act on it if you'll let it get in you and become a part of you. Not just how I act for a few months in the fall of 2022. Not just how I come to church when there's a guest minister. Amen. Not just how I act uh, when somebody I invited comes to church. But I've got some promises. 
hey, I've come to this altar and I've prayed in the Holy Ghost about some things. Amen. God anointed that evangelist. Amen. And when I, amen, came to this altar, God anointed my response. And I got in the Holy Ghost over some things that God said, I'm going to do in this church. I'm going to do in your family. I'm going to do in your home. I'm going to do in your children. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. We shouted about some things. I said, we've shouted uh, about this sanctuary uh, being filled to capacity. Uh, we've shouted about backslidden children and grandchildren. Uh, amen. Coming back home uh, to the Father's house. We've talked in tongues uh, about a lot of things. Uh, don't just let it be a memory. Hallelujah. But this charge, this mandate, amen, this commandment I give to you in the name of the Lord and in the fear of God. It meant that by these prophecies, by these promises, by these anointed utterances, you might war a good warfare. and faithful servant. These are words that were spoken not to just servants that had received something from the master, but they were servants that did something with what they received from the master. Amen. It wasn't about how much they were given. It was about what they did with what they were given. Well, he gave so and so more than he gave me. It's not about what you have been given. It's about what you do with what you've been given. You may not have the personality, the intelligence, amen, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the passion or uh, the education or whatever. And you say, well, because I don't have what so-and-so has, amen, I'm not going to do anything. I can't get enough. I can't get done what they can get done. I feel that that perhaps is what the one that was just given less than what the other two were given, other three were given. Amen. One was given, was it five? Or was it, there was two different, two different ones. One was ten and one was five and one was one, I think. And then one was five and one was two and one was one, whatever. Both instances, there was a servant that was given one talent. And for whatever reason, I don't want to lose what I've been given. So I'm not going to do anything with it. 
And when the master come back home, he had given them a commandment, occupy till I come. Amen. That word occupy means get busy, work, busy yourself. Take what I've given to you and do something with it. And the one that was given the most, amen, said, here, I've taken what you've given and I've doubled it. The next one, I wasn't given as much as this one, but what I was given, I've taken it and I've doubled it. wonder, oh my God, come on. Amen, just let me dream here for a little bit. Why don't you take your Holy Ghost experience and multiply it? Take what God has given to you, amen, and help somebody else receive the same thing. Come on, go win a soul. Amen, somebody prayed for you, amen, enough to get you out of the world to the church. Amen, do for somebody else what somebody else has done for you. God has given you prophecies concerning revival and harvest. Many times over. I'm charging the truth church tonight. Don't just chalk it up as a another spoken word. Another reminder. No. God don't just say things like that, do he? I, th- I think... Uh, Enough of us in this room do not have enough Holy Ghost discernment to, to recognize, amen, the confirmation of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost bearing witness. Amen. If you'll turn your memory on, you'll remember some of the things that you've been feeling, amen, during the course of these revival services. When the outlandish things were spoken, what you felt, because they were spoken under the anointing and in the will of God. Things that doesn't make sense, uh, amen, to our previous experience. Uh, things that don't make sense uh, to our humanity. Things that God said, I'm going to do uh, that you've never seen before. Second Chronicles chapter 20 was looking bleak. We're outnumbered again. We're surely to be defeated all over again. But somebody in the audience that day got anointed. And upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, Levite of the tribe of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And if I could just speak it in my words tonight, it doesn't matter how it looks. 
this battle is mine. It's not your fight. The battle is not yours, but God. It doesn't make sense to do what Jehoshaphat did to put the singers, the unarmed singers in front of the soldiers. You're sending them, sir, to a sure death. They don't have anything to defend themselves with. But you can read the narrative in chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles. What Jehoshaphat was saying was, we're going to do something with what God has said. It doesn't make sense to put singers in front of soldiers. But God said, I know it's in our Bible, but it wasn't in their Bible. It wasn't scripture and verse. It was an anointed utterance. And according to a recent anointed utterance, we don't have anything to worry about. Amen. If we'll act according to the prophecies. Hey, I said if we'll live according to the prophecies, if we'll let divine utterances be the rule of the day, amen, I know it doesn't make sense. Hey, but it's not about what makes sense to me. God anointed Jehaziel, amen, and under divine inspiration, he said the battle is not yours, but God. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And according to the prophecy, God didn't tell Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord, put the singers in front of the soldiers. He just says, it's not your fight. God don't always give you the details of your adequate response. But when you respond out of true sincerity, it's always adequate. When you do right with what God has said, unprecedented victory out of sure defeat. Let's love the Lord together right now. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus, I worship your holy name. I glorify your mighty name. I worship your holy name, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go a little bit further here in the presence of the Lord. I glorify the mighty name of Jesus.
You are holy, God. Hallelujah. You are mighty, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I bless the mighty name of Jesus. God, I want to do right with it. God, I'm not going to be condemned, but I do receive conviction. Condemnation is of the devil, but conviction is of God. I reject condemnation, but I receive conviction. Hallelujah. I receive the engrafted word of truth. I receive it, Lord. I receive into my spirit. I receive into my lifestyle. I receive into my relationship with you. I receive into my church experience. I receive into my prayer life. I receive into my private devotion. I receive in my public worship. I receive your word. I receive your written word. I receive your spoken word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, the ultimate act of faith uh, is obedience. Uh, the ultimate act of faith uh, is obedience. Uh, the ultimate act of faith uh, is obedience. critical ingredient to the revival. That's the will of God in Olathe, Kansas. It's not enough faith to pray Jehoshaphat's prayer. God, would you please come down and help us? More faith than to pray for help. But faith to act on the help that God gives. We don't know because it didn't happen. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know what would have happened had Jehoshaphat said, you know what, that sure sounds good. Let's go fight. No. You won't need to do that because it's not your battle. think a lot of our struggles would be resolved a lot sooner if we would stop taking the fight out of God's hands and let him take care of what he said he'd take care of. When God owns the battle, let him fight it. And it wasn't just a response of gratitude and praise after the victory. It was a showing of faith before the victory ever came. We're going to put the singers in front of the soldiers to praise the beauty of holiness. We're going to give God praise for what he's about to do. And before it happens, we're going to go ahead and get out of the way according to the prophecies and live accordingly. Live accordingly. Let's love the Lord again right now. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, I worship your holy name. Let's stand to our feet and glorify the name of Jesus together. Let's worship him in this house. I worship your mighty name. I love you, Lamb of God. I worship your holy name. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Divine mandate. Divine mandate. According to the prophecies, go to war. War a good warfare according to the prophecies. Come on, let's, let's be reminded tonight, not just of the promise, but our responsibility because of the promise. That's really my burden tonight. It's not about getting another promise. It's about doing something with what has already been promised. <laughs> it's about acting right with what God has already spoken. Amen. It's not God speak to me again. It's God because you've spoken. This is my lifestyle. Because you've spoken. This is my attitude. Because you've spoken. This is my prayer. Because you've spoken. This is my worship. Because you've spoken. This is my response. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, that sounds better. Why don't you open up your mouth and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Not because you already have it, but because it's been promised to you. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath he spoken, and shall he not perform it? He's able to commit what I have committed, keep what I've committed to him against that day. Hallelujah, come on, we're good about running the aisles. We're good about shouting and dancing and talking in tongues. But come on, true church, let's put it in shoe leather. Let's take it outside the four walls of this physical building. Timothy, amen, go to war according to the prophecies that thou by them, I'm charging you according to the prophecies, amen, and this is the charge that according to them, you might war a good warfare, take what God has said and go do something with it.
It appears to me that the four lepers outside the gate of Samaria didn't even know what had been spoken by the prophet. I could be wrong, but the way I read it, this is what they said. Why sit we here until we die? They didn't say, well, because of what the prophet said. It, it appears that they, they weren't even aware of what had been spoken tomorrow about this time. Everything's going to be different. Didn't even know what was spoken, but something inside of them was in alignment with the will of God. I don't have a lot to offer. We're four lepers. We've got a death sentence on our head. We're lame. We're crippled. We're we're lepers. But boys, let's get up and do something. You just never know what might happen if we just do something. And don't just sit here until we die. You say, well, Brother Waldrop, God knew that they would do that. Whatever. They did it. According to the prophecy. Wonder what would happen in the short term. I mean, in the immediate. In the very soon. If somebody at the true church would just get your spirit truly aligned with the word of God and the will of God and just start letting your lifestyle reciprocate what God really wants and stop being intimidated and stop worrying about what somebody's going to say or think. Amen. And stop, stop wondering what somebody's going to think about you and just do the will of God. Timothy, take what God has spoken to you by divine utterance and go to war with it. By them thou mightest war a good warfare. Does anybody want to be used of God in this last day? Amen. Come on, let's talk to God about it right now. Let's magnify the King. Let's worship the name of the Lord together right now. I glorify your mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody get a promise in mind. Come on, somebody be reminded of some tears you've shed in this revival. Somebody be reminded of some burdens that you felt and some faith that you've experienced. Come on, somebody, go back in your mind to those places you've been in the Holy Ghost, in these altars, in these last few months. Come on, let's obey the Holy Ghost together. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody, somebody from your heart tonight, somebody from your heart God, I remember when you spoke that to me. God, I remember what I felt when that man said those words. God, I remember. Amen. I remember. 
Amen. What I felt when you woke me up in the night. Lord, I remember what I felt in prayer during that prayer meeting. Timothy, 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 Timothy. Amen. You've got a mandate, son. True church, you've got a mandate. Amen. Apostolics in Olathe, you've got a charge. You've got a mandate. Amen. You've had too much spoken over you. You've had too many words spoken upon you. Amen. In Jesus' name, open your heart and let what's on you get in you. Let it get in you and stir it up. Oh, hallelujah.